Welcome to In It Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well too. It's a good day. It is. Well, so what do we have in store today? Well, I'm, I'm pretty excited because we have a guest speaker coming on, my friend Jason from TikTok. Yeah, and we want to talk about masculinity, you said, today, right? Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting topic. And we have, we're going to have two male voices, I guess. Yeah, two male voices, it. two opinions. I think it's going to provide a, you know, a nice, rich dialogue. And then the female perspective. So I think that this is going to be really interesting. And it's, I think it's going to be awesome for our listeners to be able to hear that dynamic. Great. So um, before we bring Jason on the line here, did you want to kind of introduce uh, Jason a little bit and where you met or, you know, what he's about? So way back when, when I started my uh, TikTok, when I had like 20 friends, Jason started following me or whatever. And I followed him back and I liked his stuff. He's a dad of three, lives out in Colorado. He's got just some really rich perspective. It's just him usually in his office and he does a TikTok and he's just like, hey, he, he takes out his guitar. He tells you his thoughts. He's really just sharing personal aspects of his life. And um, he, we, we just started talking and he comes to my lives and stuff. He's actually a moderator. He keeps the group safe. He makes sure that people are behaving in a certain way. And we just started to have a conversation. And, uh, you know, he's he's really, really passionate about masculinity and, and how it's perceived and, you know, his take on it. So I thought it would be fantastic to have him here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to hear his perspective and see how it if if it it all differs with mine, right? Yeah, because uh, we've we've talked kind of about my viewpoints on mm-hmm. on how I feel, right? But uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what another male has or what what he brings to the table, what he feels and believes. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So we're going to bring him on the line now, and uh, we'll see where this goes. Okay, this is awesome. So we have Jason here on the line, my friend from TikTok. Oh, man, why did I come here? And we're awesome to have you here today. Yeah, definitely nice having you here, Jason. Hey, thanks for having me here. Uh, I really uh, appreciate the opportunity to to talk about this with you guys and uh, in front of all of your listeners. Uh, this is a really great podcast that I've uh, followed since you started it. And uh, yeah, I always enjoy your new episodes, so it's exciting to be in one. Well, we appreciate you ha- being here with us. Yeah, absolutely. We've been kind of talking about this for a little bit, and uh, you've been pretty excited. Like, hey, you know, I want to come on the podcast, so here you are. And I know, you're number two, our second guest speaker. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So what's so important today that, you know, you wanted to come on, and what did you want to talk about with us? Well, um, as you know, I'm a father. I have three, three girls and uh, a boy on the way, and... I I have been raised, I was raised by women. And for me, I see a lot of people talking about toxic masculinity and they want to call out bad behavior in men. And I'm all for that. But nobody's really preaching an alternative on how to be a masculine man, but from a compassionate masculinity standpoint. So I would like to talk about the, the behaviors that are considered toxic and kind of the direction that we as men and also women, because women play a role in um, the perception of masculinity and, and try to put some guidance into that from what I consider a masculine standpoint. That's awesome. And I think that that's, that's a very 
great point that you raise because we're seeing a lot of that right now. So I think it's fantastic to, to be able to come on and talk about it. Yes. And, you know, the, the counter, this movement has to happen now and it has to happen across all generations. It has to be the older gentleman speaking to the younger gentleman, the younger gentleman absorbing these lessons, practicing these lessons and teaching it to the even younger ones. Because let's be honest, the teens right now are the ones that the single digit age children look up to. And so the teens are emulating the behavior that they're seeing in the older men and that they've seen their whole lives. And so if we could just open a small fraction of the percentage of men's minds to not just practicing, but preaching this downward to the, to the younger generations, we can, I think we could see a change in the way that the world communicates. Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about there needing to be like a, a movement in that there hasn't been any alternatives presented. What is your what is your thought process on that? And, and where do you start or where do you think would be a great place to start this type of movement? Well, you know, we have TikTok, we have YouTube, we have all these social media spaces that a lot of people are taking their message to. And, and a lot of it starts with the terminology that we use on these social media spaces. Like, for example, for all the enlightenment that the younger generation, Generation Z, I think it is, has has in in their way of thinking, even they are contributing. They, you know, with the term simp, right? They have this term simp, and the to me, simp is is, is just a way to ridicule a man who is compassionate and caring and is willing to do things for his partner. And it, so it starts with the very terms we use to describe behaviors and the behaviors that we model out in public. Yeah, that, that's interesting that you bring that up. And just for our listeners that have not heard the term simp, you pretty much defined it. It is a term, a derogatory term used now for, you know, a male when they exhibits extra behavior towards a female to get their attention do above and beyond, I guess, is 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 what it's it's funny because the term, I know it's a new term, but it's not something that it's something that's been around for a long time. For you know, people of I guess my age, we you know we we use the term you know pee whipped, right? That was the, the 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 term, the vernacular when I was growing up. When we saw you know a man you know, or you know exhibit more attention to a girl, do you know do more than any anyone thought they should be doing, they'd we we'd say that right? We use that term. Yeah, he's whipped. Exactly, he's whipped. Exactly. So, uh, so simp simping or or you know simp is now the new term that replaces that, right? But the behavior is the same, or the you know the the reasoning behind it is the same right, right? nothing's changed exactly to humiliate exactly to humiliate that 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 particular person right so w- what's what's interesting and and I understand and I agree with your point completely I think what we're missing you know in terms of a societal change in thinking is is the fact that we're starting to demonize masculinity for being ma- you know for what it is for being masculine right well I guess where I'm coming from is how I view this, and I think it's the same view. We're just using different terms here, but I, I feel like we've lost what true masculinity is, which is what you're talking about, you know, compassionate masculinity. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to be returned. It needs to be redefined. Masculinity itself needs to be redefined 
because what we perceive as masculine is not true masculinity. It's a derived version of it because what what's happened in our society, it seems, right? Most of, unfortunately, you know, marriages, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce. A lot of the times what's happening is you're having single, you know, single parent homes and or or fathers that are absent, right? Uh, my case in, in, right. In, is the same, right? My father was never in my life to raise me as a man. I had to become a man. Once I had children of my own, that's when I that's when I, I, I started that journey of learning how to be a man, you know, learning how to provide and do the right thing for my children, right? And that's that's happening now in a in our society so much more where you have these fathers that are that are not in these kids lives and kids are raising kids right so back to that analogy the uh, the you know the terminology that that we're, we're using right either simping or or whipped in my case right back then it was just kids you know molding each other's thought processes by right. By using these terms and right. and demeaning other kids, and that's what you thought, right? And especially if it was an older kid, yep, right. It was like bullying, exactly. But that's that absolutely be- that became all right. What you looked up to, you didn't have an actual man to look up to, so you looked up to like the, the older, older kids, whatever, exactly yeah. that that were in the same boat as you, basically, right? You yeah. know, either did not have yep. a strong masculine figure to show them what true masculinity was. And, 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 and that, that's, what's kind of gotten us to this point. Right. Yeah. So now we have this right. really watered down version for lack of a better term form of masculinity, which is not masculinity in itself. Masculinity no. is, you know, being able to be strong, facing up to those bullies that are saying, you know, calling, you know, a, a kid, you know, either simped or whipped or whatever and saying, no, that's wrong. You know, women should be treated a certain way and should be respected as mm-hmm. equals, right? A real man would do that, and I think that's where you're coming from. Yeah. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly with that. I think we, we need to redefine what ma- true masculinity is, again, to show that new generation coming up, this is what masculinity should be. And we shouldn't demonize it. We should, you know, uphold it, but let's uphold it the right way for the right reasons. Right. And I just want to say something before Jason right. chimes in here. I want to correct you on a statistic. 80% of marriages, 8 out of 10 fail in divorce, not 50. 80. Can you believe that? That's a new t- statistic. Yeah, that, that's why you're here. That's correct, the- <laughs> to, to correct my statistics. I am here to correct your statistics. Speaking of statistics, one, one of four men live away from their children, right? And children that grow up without fathers are 50% more likely uh, the, the last last time I read statistics on this, 50% more likely to be depressed, mm-hmm. to do drugs, have substance abuse problems, criminal history problems. And, like you know, I'm the same way, Jay. I, I didn't know. I did not meet my father until I was 26 years old. And to be quite honest with you, I used the term loosely. He's, you know, he contributed nothing to the development of me as a man, except for an example of what not to do. Right? So... I grew up knowing that I did not want to hit women because that's what my father did. And I saw the effects of that firsthand, knowing that I did not want to do heroin because I saw the effects of that firsthand. You know, I did not need someone to specifically tell me these things. But at the same time, I I had my masculine 
role models from what I saw on the streets, from what I saw on TV, and from what I read in books. And honestly, I read a lot of books. So I, I was fortunate in that I chose good books with good male characters in it. But, you know, that's and that's another issue is is it takes the village, right? It takes everyone in society to raise everyone's kids. I don't care what everyone anyone's opinion is on this. Everybody is a role model. So when you're in the store, how you talk to the cashier with kids behind you in line is demonstrating to those kids how you behave. When you're interacting with I mean, just anybody anywhere, the eyes are on you, right? The children's eyes are on you. Other adults' eyes are on you. And people, when they see characteristics they admire, these are things that they want to emulate. And so, you know, I, I've done all the manly things. I've worked, like, at the time when I, when I looked at the list of the top 10 most dangerous jobs in the United States, I've worked seven of those. Uh, I've been a cop. I've been a boilermaker, welder. Uh, I've been a pressure washer on the outside of skyscrapers. I've ridden the back of garbage trucks. I've pumped iron. I've, you know, I've done all the things that manly men, quote unquote, are, 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 you know, men that do those are manly. Like, right. And so, but do you know what else I do? I examine my feelings and figure out why I feel the way I feel. I try to look at things from someone else's perspective so I can understand how they feel. I try to show my appreciation for the people around me. I try to show positive things to the world because it's not just enough. Like, yes, I am here to provide. I am here to protect. I am here to get a rush of adrenaline, right? Because that's another thing that manly men, for some reason, we like to do. That's how we're wired. And we need to make sure that we're using this wiring in a way that amplifies the community around us. A lot of men, they don't have any perspective outside of their own sense of entitlement from being a man. Well, I'm manly. Um, I'm tough. You should listen to me because I'm tough. No, I'll listen to you because you make sense. Things that make sense are what we need to be spreading and being compassionate with each other, being kind to each other, being a good example to each other being consistent in our behavior. These are things that we as grown men can demonstrate in a manly way and everyone else. And, but then you also have women like, so I'm, I just had to reenter the dating scene in the last year and a half. And do you know how frightening it is to get to a certain point with a woman and talking with her that I now have to explain to her that I'm a, like, yeah, I'm all these manly things that you see. I have a beard. I have, you know, tattoos, I've, I've done all, all these manly quote unquote things, but you know what else I do is I do all these other things that I consider manly. And a lot of women ridicule men who act that way. They think that's not unmanly because they've bought into this almost like the Stockholm syndrome where they've bought into that. This is how a woman should be treated. Yeah, this that's... is how a man should treat a woman. This is you know, go ahead. Yeah, that's a great point. And I'm going to I'm going to kind of stop you there because I I think we're going to move that into the next segment because I agree with you 100 percent. And that's what we were talking about. Right. Let's let's redefine what masculinity should be, because you're right. Uh, masculinity is everything that you you mentioned. Right. Is to be able to, you know, uh, it is masculine to be able to explore your own feelings. It is masculine to be able to consider your partner above yourself. 
those are masculine trades and that's what we've lost right we've lost that you know that you know being sympathetic uh, you know sympathetic apathetic those are these trades that are masculine but we've lost that people have lost that and so that's a great point every uh, you know i agree with everything you're, you're saying here and you know you're a kindred spirit um, with me in, in terms of we have the same he sure is yeah we, we've had the same kind of upbringing in, in a sense and we've we found uh this the same conclusions to 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 bring us to this point i do want us to continue well, i want to bring courtney into this to get more of her perspective because it is important uh, as we redefine masculinity how women play a role in that redefining of it and I think it's going to be good to bring her perspective in and have our listeners understand that these are how women influence, you know, this, what we're talking about. So we're going to take a quick pause here. Absolutely. And I want to come back and we'll go right into, into that uh, side of the, of the coin. We want to take a moment to thank our listeners for all their continued support. If you like the show, please consider supporting us via Venmo at QAskCourtney. That's the letter Q, Ask Courtney. Any amount is appreciated and will help us to be here with you on your self-improvement journey. You can also reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-H-A-N-Y media.com. Thank you. Now back to our podcast. All right. So we're here back with Jason uh, discussing masculinity. And we wanted to kind of talk about a little bit about how women influence or have a role in redefining um, masculinity or toxic masculinity is what a lot of, you know, that the, the mm-hmm. catch term nowadays. So why don't you start by, I don't want to say defining masculinity as, as you see it. Um, maybe we do start there. Well, Jason made a good point that women do contribute to this perception of what a real man is. And and when we talk about that, you got to think back to, and I'm, I'm going to, you can kind of pull it out of me here, right? So I grew up with my father, you know, not so much present, but extremely toxic masculinity, like screaming, yelling, things like that. And as I became an adult and I started to look for relationships, I sought out that same behavior in my partners because I thought that that's, you know, what a male should be. I never had the opportunity or even thought to question, is that a healthy male? And should I be looking for those same behaviors in my partners? And so that's where it starts. Like Jason said, you know, being a father of of, of females, it starts there. And then when we become adults, it all it comes on our shoulders as women to ask ourselves, like, was my father's behavior healthy? Did he you know, show me things in a compassionate way that wasn't, you know, hurtful. How did he treat the women that were in his life? How did he handle my feminine issues when I was going through that? Like, you don't ask yourself these questions because that's just what a man is. And you have to think about the intergenerational aspects of what men look like because my uncles looked the same. They were all raised in the same household. So I was surrounded by men that were extremely toxic. And that's just what my perception was. So, and and I'm going to go off a limb here and say that when I was like 17, I dated somebody. He was a sweet boy. He was so nice. I couldn't stand it. And I dumped him. 
because he was, you know what I mean? Like that was my, he was kind, he was caring, he was compassionate, he was thoughtful. And he didn't fit your he perception of what? He didn't fit my perception of what a man, like this guy would, he would walk on. i heard on, that so many times. He, and and I and I and I feel so disgusted in myself, but I'm having to be honest. I mean, he would walk on glass for me. There was nothing in this world. He he brought me around to wherever he showed me off. He he loved everything. He accepted my mother, who was an addict. He came to the home and brought us food. Like he was such a sweet person. But I wanted the bad boy because I didn't realize that those were good behaviors. My best my friends p- bullied me and picked on my best friend. Was like he's a you know, he's a pussy. Why do you want to date? You know what I mean? It was like, because that's the toxic masculinity she had seen. So as women, we are highly influenced by the males and in these romance novels you see on TV, how men act, these books and stories that we read in school, you know, like Romeo, he was daring and take, you know, and it's just, we are surrounded by it and we are highly influenced by it. And unfortunately, it's the complete opposite of what's best for us. Exactly. That's that misperception of masculinity that, you know, again, is it is generational, right? That we need to start changing because like, like you know, Jason w- was saying, like I'm saying, that is not true masculinity. No, right? it's not. Because as you know, as we've had these podcasts before, what, what was happening with your father was trauma-based parenting. Right. Fear. That's, you know, the number one cause of Everything that you're describing is really fear. And we're going to be doing a podcast on that um, because that's what that's based on, right? Yeah. Fear of, you know, not feeling accepted or by your peers, you know, fear of not having control over a situation, but understanding what, why those things happen, why those traumas has caused us to act out in this way, right, is the beginning of changing and redefining what masculinity should be for us. Yeah. And I think as women, we have a responsibility, you know, we have to contribute to this positively right. because we are contributing to men continuing to stay the way that they are. And we're demonizing sweet, kind men that are still masculine, but they're thoughtful and, you know, they're not because they don't verbally abuse you. You know, somehow they're not, you know, masculine because yeah, they don't be- put you down and call you names. Somehow they're right. less of a man. And it's like, that's the wrong narrative here. It's We as women need to take responsibility and, and for that. And, and it's good you touched on trauma there. You know, like in the trauma healing community, that's one of the things we, we talk about is the self-examination and this, this healing of the inner child, right? The, the problem is that to, to get to this point, we've ignored all, all of our feelings and all of our emotions and anything that would have remotely helped with us dealing with these things. And when you start to examine your feelings and why you feel this way, what is making you act this way, that opens the door to seeing someone else's perspective. Because once you start to understand your own behaviors, you start to see the reasons behind other people's behaviors. And it gives you the opportunity to be a little bit more compassionate. You know, walking in your own shoes leads to walking in other people's shoes. But the real issue is nobody is actually walking in their own shoes. We live, as a society, we have a problem with with uh, absenteeism, right? Like we're here, we're walking around, we're, we're going through the motions, but nobody's, nobody's actually taking the time 
to self-examine. If you're watching TV and then you're going to work and then you're doing math with your kids and then you're watching Netflix while you're cooking dinner and then you sit down and you play a video game for a couple hours and then you go to bed, what have you done in your actual your life that day? You've, you've done a million things while you were living, but what have you done in your own life? So that's where it starts. I think it's, we just need to bring our focus back into our own lives. We need to stop spending so much time with these outside distractions and spend a little bit more time. Even if you spend 20 minutes a day, just taking a look inward. Why, what did I do today? Why did I act like that? Why did that make me feel this way? Right? Like, I think that's where it begins is we need to start allowing men to feel, you know, like we have this like perception that a manly man has no feelings or like it's really manually to be stoic face and, and to keep all your feelings inside. You know what? Uh, I still remember compliments that I've like, I've, I've got the compliments that I've received from women and men alike in a little box in my head that I pull out every once in a while, you know, like we need to normalize addressing feelings. So how do you feel about that? Hey, you look nice. Hey, that was cool. Like, little things, little, little acknowledgements of the feelings of men is, is where we can begin, right? Because as you get normalized, the acknowledgement of these little feelings, that kind of makes it easier to normalize the acknowledgement of the big feelings. And if we can acknowledge the big feelings, then we actually have a chance to change behaviors because until we address feelings, we're never going to change a single behavior. Yeah. I, I don't think you could have said that any better. And I think, like I said, this is, it's a team approach here. When you said like, you know, it takes the village, you know, to raise children, you know, it, it, it takes the village to also hold everybody accountable for their behavior and to help people see themselves in a completely different light. And this is something that Jay has taught me, like, you need to be mindful. Mindfulness is what the society is forgetting. Their minds are full, but that's it. You know, they're not presently in the moment with themselves and their emotions and my own healing really started when that was something that I could do. And it, it's a scary place at first because a lot of it just doesn't make sense. And because you're so not used to feeling a certain <laughs> yeah. way, it's like, whoa, what is this? So I think as society and especially as women and nurturers by nature, we need to be more compassionate towards men to give them the freedom to break down a little bit and to feel what they need to feel so that they can heal. And there's no other way around it. Really, there isn't. Yeah, absolutely, because everyone's individuals, exactly. and we need to start treating each other as individuals. Like some some people are more emotional than other people, and that's just that has nothing to do with masculinity or femininity. You just that's who you are, and mm -hmm. accepting the uh, whoever it is for who they are is important. And I think the most important thing that you that you said, Jason, and that I agree with, is that you know as a society we live on autopilot, and we need to we need that time. And I remember you know this is way back when we started the the the, the journey with self-improvement you know my own journey it was it was me being able to again take hard looks at myself and that's what i preached for so long to courtney right it's like the, the first i didn't listen for a long time the, the first things I, I remember telling her is is you know go out for, go for a walk with no music with nothing other than you and your thoughts and what face your reality face who you are and that's where you, it starts. And that's what it starts with with all of us, right? And we've said that, you know, 
all the, I think in every podcast, right, is it starts with acknowledge, start to understand who you are, start to, you know, take those hard looks in the mirror and say, what, what are the things that I need to change about myself? And that goes f- so far beyond masculinity and femininity. It has everything to do with personality and who we are as individuals. And you're absolutely right. We're as a society, we're on autopilot most of the time and we're not taking the time to be in, in introspective enough um, to get us to these, to these next steps. Exactly. You know, a whole person, a whole person is present at least some of the time, right? You can't have that, that depth of person. If you're not taking accountability for your actions, your feelings, you know, it's a, a thought, becomes action and actions have results. And so if you allow your emotions to rule your thoughts and actions without any awareness of why you're acting like that, are are you even your own person, right? Like, are you even, you know, to put in terms of a video game, are you even the player character at that point? Or are you just running the script? You know, I choose to be present. I'm the player character in my own game. I'm not going to allow anybody else to run my script for me. And so uh, when I act, I act out of considered thought based on understanding why I feel and think and act the way I do. And sometimes I fail at that, right? And that's the other part of it is accepting our own failures. That's huge. Guys have this innate need. Oh, masculine! I'm right. Like you know, and you'll notice the more masculine the job that a man has, the more certainty he carries in every other aspect of his life that he is right about everything. I've seen it. I've seen it a million times. I'm guilty of it just as much as any other man. But you know, that comes down to again, like considering the other perspective, considering the other person, you're not always going to be right. You're not always going to be even remotely close to right. And the minute you close your mind to the idea that anyone else's point of view or perspective is, is valid. That's, you know, again, like it's, it's the question is, are you present in your own life? Are you controlling your own, your own destiny, your own actions? No, absolutely. I think I think, and this is where it starts, right? We start with, you know, you're you're a father of two girls. I, I'm three a father. Oh, three girls. That's right. Yeah. You're gonna you're having a boys now. So congratulations to that. I, I have two girls myself and two boys, and you know, I completely understand, right? It, it it starts with us, right? It starts with us defining what masculinity should be, you know, what it truly is, and the that's the reason for these podcasts right that's the reason we've we're on this journey um to improve ourselves and make you know the world around us better because the more people we can inform the more people that can uh start to question you know their surroundings and be more present like you said the better this world will be and i think we need to show support exactly we need to encourage it you know and and again i I think Men could have a much easier time if women could back them up and get behind them. They say behind every great man is a great woman. Um, you know, honestly, I think at the side of every great man is a great woman. But that is exactly, you know. I actually exactly like how it. you changed that, Jason. You took us from the, you know, instead of us being behind, you you put us on the side there. So I like that. Well, you know, <laughs> it's like, here's the thing. Everybody's, 
everybody talks about, you know, you have the, I, I've been preparing for this. So I've been watching videos to see just what the, what the conversation is. Right. And I, I see men's rights activists and I see feminists and women's rights activists. I'm none of those things. I'm an equality activist, right? This is, I believe that we have an equally important role in society, in each other's lives, in the lives of our children. The, the, you know, like as a man, it is my responsibility to understand my perspective and make my best attempt to understand the perspective of the women and the thems and the days and whatever else is on the spectrum out there. It's my job to understand the conversation that's taking place. And, and, you know, sometimes it comes down to simple definition of a word. You know, in my time in the sheriff's office, one of the things I observed is you have inmates talking to inmates, inmates talking to deputies, deputies talking to deputies, deputies talking to the general public. And, and all these people are using words that sound, when you say them, they sound the same. But then when you really have a conversation with someone and you, you, and you pay attention, you can see that inside everyone is defining these words differently. How can you have a conversation when you think you're speaking the same language, but in reality, the definitions are different. Those are different languages. So the first part to true communication is that getting everyone on the same terms and same definitions, right? And then we can move forward from there. And there's so many facets to, to where, what has to happen, right? You can't just point at one thing and say this one thing needs to happen before anything else. It's like this thing has to happen, but also this, but also this, but also this. And so, and then you have the women, like the women's responsibility is to do the same thing as the men, look at the other perspectives and try to come to an understanding of the other perspectives, their own perspectives. And then if we can do that and come together on the language we're using and the perspectives we have, it's the path, right? The path to, I won't say enlightenment, but the path to a better society. In yeah. Any, right? And I think too, because I've been homeschooling for a few years now, you know, there should be classes in high school. There should be classes that, you know, talk about the use of language, that talk about these things to help. You know, it's, it starts with a conversation. The education starts in the home, but we as a society need to adopt it in other, you know, facets, like you said. Yeah. W- words do matter. Yeah, words do matter. <laughs> My husband has taught me that. He's been looking at me over here. Words matter. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, you know, on the topic of words matter, like that's something that even when, like think about when you talk to your kids, right? Like how you say something to your child. Like you're not going to come out and say, uh, for example, I need to fix you. I need to take you to the therapist to fix you, right? You wouldn't say that to your kid because that's going to make your kid feel like terrible. You would say, I need, we need to heal you, right? We don't, like we, it's, so that's, for some reason, like when people get to be an adult, we think we have to just stop phrasing things in the, the most compassionate possible way. Like, well, they're an adult, they should be able to handle it. Well, I don't think that's true. You're an adult, you should be able to phrase yourself in such a manner as to not be abrasive or derogatory to somebody. And if, yeah, I've been guilty of that sometimes. Yep. I can, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can looking, be abra- I'm giving him the daggers. I can be abrasive. But no, I, no, I, I we we you know, you've been preaching to the choir here. So we're we're definitely uh on the same Yeah, very rich conversation yeah, and it, it was same wavelength. 
Absolutely. So we're gonna uh, we're it's gonna been end, a lot of fun. Yeah, we're gonna end it here. I hope our listeners got something from this. Yes. And we'd love to have you on uh, on another podcast absolutely. again. Absolutely. Have another riching. I'm I'm sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. I mean, we're going to stay in touch anyways, but thank you for coming on here and sharing your perspective and being, you know, candid and open and and showing, you know, and emulating and modeling the conversation. I think that that's where it starts. It starts with that. And I think you did a terrific job with that. And I hope to our listeners who are listening right now that you walk away from this and you ask yourself, how can I help this change? What can I do within myself and how can I support the males in the community while if you're a female and how can I educate the females in the community on how to make this better and, and where does that conversation begin and it can start with our children starts within ourselves so it's been awesome having you on here today Jason and I look forward to linking up and doing some more um, episodes together thanks again for having me I, I have a lot of gratitude for the opportunity to present my viewpoints here I I, I really hope that I was coherent <laughs> and uh, yeah you know it's just I, I look forward to the to the future opportunities to, to have these conversations with you and uh, I think this is a way to model you know good behavior and consistent behavior on and off social media so I, I appreciate this all right awesome we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk soon Jason we'll thanks be a in lot touch. for being have on. a great day thank you too so that was a really interesting and I think just rich dialogue I I, I learned a lot. That was very good. I think Jason yeah. was a really good guest, and I, I hope he comes back on with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I hope you guys learned something and, and have some more questions. I think we could probably do a little bit more on, uh, you know, defining masculinity and femininity, how that affects us all. I think that'd be all. a great idea. I think it'd be important to, to you know, dissect that a little bit more. So more to come on that. And then uh, and hopefully we'll have Jason up on the with us again. Yeah. And I hope, like like Jay just said, that you, you come away from this with questions to ask yourself. And if you have any questions for us, make sure you let us know. I hope you guys got something out of this and make sure to, you know, let us know if you have any questions, any other further ideas for our next podcast. So until then. So guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at ask.courtney, on Instagram at askcourtney underscore, and on YouTube at askcourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.